Welcome back to Index Ventures series on AI. Today, Index partner Nina Ashadian interviews Amit Bendov, the co-founder and CEO of Gong, about his journey building the company and advice for future entrepreneurs. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Index AI Summit. I'm Nina Ashadian, a partner at Index Ventures here in San Francisco. And today, I'm so excited to have an in-depth conversation with Amit Bendoff, the co-founder and CEO of Gong. Amit, thank you so much for making yourself available today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Nina. Thanks for inviting me. Of course, of course. So, I mean, you are truly the definition of a global citizen. I would love to maybe just kick it off and tell us a little bit about your upbringing and how you ended up in Silicon Valley. Um, well, we don't have a lot of time, so I'll keep it short. But uh, uh, so I was born and raised in Israel, uh, like northest city in the country, small town, middle class parents, like uh, usual like upbringing. I actually like... Um, I didn't like computer as a teenager. It's something that the geeks did. I was like more into like rock music. That was the that was the plan at the time. And like you were uh, a cool kid. <laughs> at the beach. Yeah. And um and uh after my military service, it was compulsory. I, I started working at a guitar store, right? Like the guitar center. I said that that's not gonna make it to the music industry and gonna be like famous, like the next like uh Jimmy Page or something. Uh but um that didn't work out, but uh, that's the area where I actually was like uh, exposed to the recording industry because it was selling like gear to recording studios uh, at the locals, and it was pretty cool. And and that's the first time that I saw it was like in the nineties of like um, hardware gear moving to software uh, into a PC. You could actually record and create music on a PC. Oh, those things are actually pretty cool. So on a whim, I went out and uh, signed up for uh, computer science at Tel Aviv University. Miraculously, they they I got accepted. Third year on campus, I saw this ad by a company uh, that they need a C plus plus developer. I applied uh, because they said that they have something to do with multimedia, which to me sounded like showbiz. Like I didn't know what it was. Uh, that company was Click Software. Uh, that I was one of the founding team members. Later acquired by Salesforce uh, for uh, over a billion dollars. Uh, so I started as a developer, managed R&D, and then they said, Amit, uh, would you mind moving in the U.S. to start the operation over there? My wife and I were just married, moved to Boston, uh, ended up being nine years. That, and that was my uh, my foray into uh, the tech industry. So it wasn't like a planned uh, move, but kind of one thing led to another. And I followed my curiosity and my passion, and uh, that's where we are. So, I mean, that's an incredible story. And uh, I love the tie of something that you were passionate about that ultimately led you to discover tech. So tell us a little bit how you ended up coming up with the problem statement for Gong and what led you to co-found the company, you know, over six years ago. Yeah, I was I was scratching an itch that I was feeling. So prior to Gong, I was a CEO of a company called Sysense in the business intelligence space. Uh, and um, and we're growing pretty fast. But all of a sudden, I had this like quarter from hell, right? We're like, grow, 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 and then like a complete halt, which is very scary. Like, and I started like, I'm, I'm a data person. So we immediately we started like analyzing where is the problem, right? Is it that we don't have enough leads or not enough people or the conversion rate, or is it the competition? And the metrics were fine, 
but you know, except for actually like, uh, you know, we're not getting deals, we're, we're losing customers. And, and I started asking people, so for some color and some qualitative data, and I got like a, a bunch of opinions and I, and it was really hard to tell what's going on. Uh, and then it dawned on me that actually like, uh, we're getting all of our data from a CRM. And that data is something that people kind of like in the, are kind enough to put in. Uh, so they hate it. Uh, it's not very good. And it doesn't tell us a whole lot. And I was looking to for something that would give me like a better picture of what our customer is saying, right? Why are they buying or not buying? Where are some of our people successful? Some people aren't successful. And um, I couldn't find anything. So that's what I thought. Maybe, maybe there, is a, there is a company here, something that rather than rely on opinions of people, just get, captures the customer reality without anybody uh, having to lift a finger, right? Uh, that, was, that was a concept. Amazing. And, you know, I think one of the things that's so spectacular about what you've done is you've brought AI into a practical business application, right? For so long, we've been pitched the promise of AI. And, you know, maybe in our consumer lives, you know, with uh, Siri and OK Google and things like that, we've we've scratched the surface. But the majority of, I think, where AI has actually been useful is in very deep technical problems. And so tell me a little bit about how you were able to thread the needle of using cutting-edge AI to actually make it something that inter, you know, impacts uh, everyday business application, and in this case, you know, specifically starting with salespeople. Right. So I'll go back to my story. First, like I, I started the company uh, Click Software that was actually like a real AI company in the 90s, right? So we wrote the code like in, in, in Lisp, right? And, and uh, it cracked like a pretty algorithmic, but at that time it was all hype. And then like, then it disappeared. Like people weren't talking about AI for over a decade, right? But Gong, uh, I, I do not consider it like an, an AI company, right? We I started because I had a business problem, right? I, I was not, you know, going from, oh, AI is hot right now. It's like deep learning and machine learning. What can we do with it, right? A lot of companies do. I actually came from the business problem that I knew like very well. I was very intimate with the personas, with how they're thinking. Uh, and then uh, my my co-founder, Elon, and I were starting to say, okay, what's the technology uh, that's available today? Uh, what's the state of the art? What are the limitations and then we kind of built the solution around what's available and also around the limitations. For we knew we knew there's a transcription like at that time, and probably will never be 100% complete. So said, uh, you know, we're uh, some companies who say we're going to transcription. That's not good because people are going to hate it, right? They're going to see the flaws all the time. So we actually did not show a transcript uh, in the first three years. Although that's very common sense. Everybody said, we should. They said, no, it's not. It's a bad bad user experience. So we looked at what can we deliver today? What would people pay for? And kind of focused on on building, Elon calls it the minimum wowable product, right? That that people would actually pay for. And I think that's the reason to be successful. It also helped that we started thinking about like 2015, where... Uh, machine learning actually just made a leap, right, with the, with the recurrent um, uh, networks that allowed us to, to provide something that's good enough. I suspect that if we started like uh, maybe like two or three years earlier, we may have not been successful. Right, right. Timing is timing is everything. Uh, it also helped, yes. 
Definitely. Um, well, tell us a little bit about how you have used AI in the background to then surface some incredible insights for not only salespeople, but, you know, uh, heads of finance, product managers, marketers, et cetera, at your customers. Yeah. Gong, Gong, we see as a strategic system for the company. It means like every, pretty much everybody in the company uses it. So uh, most of our customers, after they buy for the sales team, they roll out to the customer success team and, and post-sales. That's like... 70, 80% of the users. Um, uh, product people actually like depend on, on Gong to understand what customers want, right? If they, um, what customers think, what they need, what they like about us, what they like about competition. They use it like pretty, uh, preview. Before that, they had to rely on what the salespeople are telling them, which is again, like is hard. It, is, it isn't very good, right? Um, Marketing people use it to, uh, to understand how their uh, their messages uh, resonate uh, with the audience uh, to get sometimes ideas. Uh, you know, often you want to use words that customers use, right, and not your own jargon. So that's like a, a fantastic source. If you launch a new message, um, let's say um, high resolution video. Let's that's that's your new marketing thing, right? Uh, you could just have gone track it in all the emails, all the uh, the conversations. So now you know how that's progressing in the field. Uh, are people talking about it? How are they thinking about the response? It's Gong, like even the finance team is using Gong um, for obviously understanding like the revenue projections, right? Understand like how real is the pipeline? How much is at risk? But I found out actually they use it for collection. Right, our collection team because if they if the customers uh, is has a late payment. Before they're just calling, they just go to Gong, see what's the latest status of the account. So they know that actually like that that's active or not active with their issues. So uh, provide a better customer experience. It's amazing. Uh, it, it really is incredible because for the first time ever, voice, which is truly the source of truth for all the data that you're talking about, can actually be captured, structured, and then have insights derived out of it that, you know, um, that is so helpful across a myriad of functions and and just decisions. In fact, I'm sure a lot of your customers look back and think, how are we making, you know, multi-million dollar product decisions or marketing decisions without this source of truth yes. data? So it's, it's pretty remarkable um, that you've been able to do that. And, you know, on the, on the point about the decisions you made early on in terms of how you were going to use cutting edge technology, but also give uh, a tool that fits very nicely in the workflow of your customers. How do you think about what AI could do, let's say, um, for these other functions in the future? I know you've talked a little bit about building new products in the last blog post you had. What else can you tell us about your future product roadmap and how you continue to leverage AI um, to become even more of a revenue you know, intelligence platform? That's a great question. So you can think of Gong as, as a new, uh, new generation of application. We call it autonomous application or self-driving applications. Um, early on, um, you know, when you thought, how we, what's the interface of the product, right? And we said that the, uh, the best interface is actually like having like no interface, right? We knew the personas. So we started with uh, salespeople, which I personally love, but they're the, probably the most difficult crowd to adopt like any technology, right? So we knew that's going to be a struggle. So we try to imagine what's the best experience and, and that best experience is like oh, almost like having nothing to do. 
right? So conventional wisdom, we thought, okay, we're going to have to ask them to record calls or to connect to their emails, but we knew they're not going to get, you know, every decision you're losing half the people. So we said, okay, we're going to capture everything automatically. Then we thought, uh, should we teach them like marker word, like Alexa and Siri, or like the, hey, gong, capture action item, gong, follow up, gong, take a note, right? But then we thought, which makes sense, right? But then we thought, no, that's another thing that people have to learn, right? And they're not going to do it. So we boiled them down to actually not doing anything, right? You turn the system on and everything just works and comes to you. So that's like, that's a new generation. Uh, with, with Alexa, you need to learn commands or, or skills, as they call them. With Gong, there's nothing. It's just kind of like, so the conversation understands like automatically what makes sense uh, from the situation. And, and you could take it to a whole, uh, whole new class of application, definitely within the, uh, the customer-facing team, but also in other, in, in HR, in, in healthcare, there are a lot of places where the software can just be this kind of... Um, Benevolent fly on the wall that kind of overhears and actually does things for you. Absolutely. Uh, I I love that you fit into the existing workflows of your customers. I think that is is such a different approach and it really extracts the value of AI and and not disrupting what people are already naturally doing. Um, Well, it begs the question then, of, of course, what can AI not do? You know, is AI ever going to replace, let's say, salespeople? Or, you know, today, what do you think are the key elements of, you know, there's still a gap in this technology and we're a long ways away from automating certain parts of the everyday business job? Um, I, I don't think that AI can replace it. It can replace a lot of the stuff that people hate, that they hate doing, right? So, uh, you know, customer facing spend about half of the time doing administrative work, like, Updating records, updating manager, following up, there was a meeting, sorting lists, sifting the data, that the stuff that they'll be willing to pay out of their own pockets, like if uh, if technology could uh, make it go away, right? So uh, absolutely, that's a, a direction for us to actually automate um, the, the stuff that uh, that nobody loves doing. So I think you could you could definitely shave half, which is which is. Uh, Huge. There are also limitations that uh, um, to what the technology can do, at least in the foreseeable future. And and uh, and Elon, and my my partner, he gives like a good example. Like if if you take, you need to train AI, right? And there's things people say, oh, like uh, AI is going to like uh, recognize your emotions from video, right? There you see a lot of stars up and all of that. And and the rule is actually pretty simple, right? If you take um, three people and can agree on a phenomenon. Let's say if you show like a picture, so is it a dog or a cat, right? And if you take three people, you, they're all going to say that it's either a dog or a cat, right? So that's like very deterministic. That's that's great. That's something that AI can, can easily do and do it like better than people. Classification of photos or, 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 or context, right? But if you look at a sentence and you ask like, okay, what's the sentiment of that sentence, right? Or, you know, what, what kind of expression you're getting from that person? And if I want to say that he's sad and one say he's not sad, right? People can agree that this is something that is beyond the capabilities of, uh, of AI today. So I see there, there are a lot of like attempts to do things like uh, that are, are nearly impossible. People are still good at, uh, at, at things that, uh, uh, that are... That AI is like uh, very far from. Right, right. Well, shifting gears just a little bit, 
I think one of the things that stood out to us when we invested in Gong was the incredible evangelical culture of not only your employees, but also your customers. I mean, I don't think I've ever come across a company where somebody joins a startup as a new salesperson. And instead of talking about the startup that they joined, they literally go on LinkedIn and write four paragraphs about how they've interacted with this tool called Gong and how it's completely changed their life. How have you built this company culture, both internally and externally? Well, it started with the product, right? It started, we, we got it. So people say that it's, maybe it's the marketing or the community, which it's true, but I, I've been there on day one. So we got those kind of like responses, actually have it recorded like almost from day one. And, and if you think about the auto, autonomous application, that's the beauty. So if you think about like a, a CRM, um, people don't like because they need to do a lot of work, right? Uh, if I'm a salesperson or a customer, say, I need to like update the record. So it's hard and it doesn't do a whole lot for me, right? It, it sure helps my manager, but it doesn't do, I could probably manage my accounts in, in a spreadsheet, right? Uh, but think about Gong is the opposite, right? It doesn't ask you for anything, right? But it just gives you a lot, right? So how hard is that? That's why people are passionate. Uh, fun fact, our, our net promoter score is between like uh, in the high 60s and low 70s, which is higher than the iPhone in 2008, right? It's that's ridiculous for enterprise software, right? It was like, really? Like, yeah, but that's how people, uh, people are passionate about it, almost like a consumer brand, even though we're an enterprise software company. It's it's really remarkable. I, I truly haven't seen anything like that. So uh, congratulations on, on building that incredible culture and, and love for your product. Um, on that note, you have assembled an absolutely world-class team, truly. And it's been incredible to see the global footprint that you have and just the caliber of talent around you. And one of your LinkedIn posts that you wrote, um, really giving advice for other entrepreneurs was... Uh, you know, you stated your job is not to know, your job is to assemble a team that knows. And I'm just curious what advice you would give. We have a lot of entrepreneurs listening today and, and thinking about, you know, how they bring together a team. And I'm just wondering what advice you would give them for how to assemble such an incredible team, both just in enterprise software and then specifically around taking a cutting edge technology like AI and, and making it applicable to an enterprise company. Right. Um, yeah, I, I got some comments after that. First, I want to clarify that, that it's not, um, you, you shouldn't be ignorant, right? But, but hire someone that knows and that, that person can actually teach you, right? So take the opportunity to learn from, from a great pro. So uh, there are areas where um, most founders would agree that they know nothing, like finance, right? So, so they, they'd probably like hire like a, a great finance person, like, um, but there are some areas that they feel that they know. Right. Uh, even though they, they don't in, like in marketing and sales and uh, maybe in like in how to manage an engineering team, even though there might be like 25 year olds that never managed, a, a, you know, a 200 person uh, engineering team. And uh, so I get this request. Amit, do you know, like a great like director level sales leader says like or, 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 or marketing directors? Why are you hiring a director? Like who's who is going to the most important thing is the, um, the kind of the strategy. Right, uh, making the right things, not just uh, saving the cost. And and I always look at a, at a startup 
almost like as a in as a binary thing you either like you you succeed big time or or it doesn't matter like so hire the great person they're expensive uh they're hard to get they might not work because sometimes you know maybe they're they're not a good fit it is it is not easy right but if you find that that person then everything becomes a lot easier and then you can learn and they can they can teach you and um yeah so uh, i love hiring experience um especially when you grow so quickly so at, at um we do give opportunity for people that are that are fresh right that, that are less experienced but for leadership, when you grow so quickly, right, there is no time to learn on a job, right? Because the company that triples in a year, you just don't learn that quickly. If you're growing like 20, 50% a year, maybe, right? But there is no time. So you need to hire people that are overqualified, hire them like ahead of time. Um, and early is, is good. Yeah, I think uh, one of the trade-offs we always talk about with uh, with entrepreneurs, especially at the growth stage and scaling, is how far in advance do you hire the team? Like, do you hire the team of where you'll be three years from now or two years from now? And I think in today's market, especially with just some of the trends specifically that have you know powered Gong, um, a lot of like remote sales work, much better, let's say, core AI. The, the willingness also to um, automate a lot of things to free up salespeople and product people to really focus on what they're doing, it sometimes results in insane growth. Like you mentioned, I think you're one of the fastest growing enterprise software companies out there. How have you kept up with that growth? I mean, how do you, apart from, let's say, hiring in advance, what have been key decisions to sustain that growth and, and even accelerate it in, in your case? Um, so, so I think we spoke about the team building. It's, it's important to have like a leadership that is strong and can offload a lot of the stuff so that I've been blessed with, that, with, with a team that actually does an amazing job. And, and I, I can really focus on, on team building and, and, uh, and company strategy. We, we try to keep like everybody informed in the company and what's going on. Um, so people can make independent decision. We, we try to hire well, even like until, you know, I think for three years, I was still like interviewing, like everybody in the company doesn't mean if they're like an office manager or, or a janitor or, or, or a QA person, like every person, just to make sure that we have like a great initial uh, core team. Uh, we codified our operating principles. Uh, people call it culture. We, we look at more like, um, uh, things that aren't obvious, right? It's not like, you know, be nice or, or humble or, or uh, sport, right? But the, there are things that are, are not obvious, like, uh, um, like you know, one of our operating principles is like no sugar, right? It's like, uh, we if there are problems, we want to know about them, like, like very factual, like tell us quick what's wrong so we can fix it together, right? You don't need to, to worry about anything, right? Uh, you could build a perfectly good company with lots of sugar, right? It's like, it's not, so we made those binary decisions like pretty clear uh, early on. And, and uh, I think that we made um, strategic decisions. So we started going like, kind of like very optimistic and we find actually like their, their companies are doing similar things like prior to Gong. And we knew that we have to like break away, right? So we made like the right calls that we want to be like the best product. And, you know, we're not going to, we do not want to compete on price. We do not want to be in a neck to neck. And we did like the right product and, uh, and, and go to market uh, calls to uh, uh, break away and um, um, try to leave everybody uh, uh, way behind. 
Yeah, I, I think one of the things that stood out when we were doing our diligence was just your commitment to being the highest value in terms of insights versus just, let's say, sales training. And that was a huge yes. differentiation. And I think that's paid yeah. incredible dividends because at the end of the day, the insights is what uh, permeates so many cross-functional teams, right? Versus, right. let's say, just sales training. And, and to be to be frank, you know, that's where really you get the leverage of AI. Um, that's where really you can you can right. extract a lot of those insights. And so it seems like that's been uh, the right bet to have made. Right. Amazing. Well, Amit, thank you so much. Congratulations on building just such an incredible company that has, um, you know, an amazing fan club, both at your customers and with your employees. And it seems like you've you've been one of the few to really leverage some of this AI technology to actually change how business people uh, make decisions and the data that they have available at their fingertips, in addition to automating a lot of the parts of the job that is not specifically value add to them. And so it's been incredible to be part of the journey and uh, I'm so excited to see what's next for Gong. So thank you. Well, it's my pleasure, Nina. Thank you very much. 